Welcome to the Analuya Podcast, bringing you redemptive analogies each week. Everything from Disney to Naruto. We're here to present the gospel in a more animated way. Get ready to raise a hallelujah. It's time for Analuya. Hey, this is Josh, and you are locked into another episode of the Analuya Podcast. And when we do this show, we we don't always watch movies that we can pull a very big like spiritual theme from. It is possible that we just don't. We say that we make redemptive analogies weekly. Sometimes it'll happen. Sometimes it won't. Sometimes we're just going to have the discussion. Well, that's like, our goal anyway. Yeah, it is our goal. And sometimes we hit it. Sometimes we don't. I mean, our faith is a part of every single aspect of our lives. And sometimes it's, I don't know, even more present or or easy to just come out in whatever it is that we're talking about. And sometimes a little harder. And that's okay. You know, I don't know. Life is full of seasons. It's, there's dry spells and, and very, very, lots of growth, lots of, you know, springtime, which is coming up here soon. So it just depends. We'll always keep you guessing. Yeah, that, that's our goal. Keep you guessing. <laughs> no, no, not really. I can leave you this as a ministry to bring you hope, encouragement, and uh, a little uh, a little entertainment. Yes, uh, I want to apologize up front. I'm feeling a little slap happy right now, mostly just because I don't know, actually. I don't know why. It just happens sometimes where I'm like, I'm extra silly. <laughs> <And laughs> that's today. So strap in, guys. <laughs> Yep, it's a uh, it's, uh, it's a Becca episode. No, no, it's a uh, <laughs> it's a it's a Josh and Becca episode because um, when we do this one, we don't have the guest, which is uh, often. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of nice. Yeah. I like doing this, although it is a lot more pressure. I will say, doing a video version as well as well, yeah, because we we didn't always do the video version. We we would uh, sometimes do. We only did it when we had a guest, right? And then we're like, oh, we need to you know, have more on our YouTube. So that's how some people consume podcasts. Well, then why not? Yeah. Go to where the people are. That's what's the most important. Absolutely. So for today's episode, we're going to take you guys back to 2002. Rebecca, what were you doing in 2002? Oh, 2002. I was in middle school, I think. Yes, because I was 12. Yeah, I was 13, 14. I was in high school. I know that much. When did I start high school? I graduated high school 2008. So I guess 2004 or three, three or four, either one. I would have started probably 2003. I would have started high school. So yes, I was indeed in middle school in 2002. And I did watch the wild thornberries. Oh, did I spoil it? Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Well, today's episode is the Wild Thornberries movie. Now, this came out in 2002. It was a Nickelodeon movie. Uh, before this, um, they came out with uh, Good Burger, the Hey Arnold movie. Um, Harriet the Spy was another one. Harriet the Spy was like a long time ago. It was. That was a that was a live action film, right? Yes, yes. Uh, the only thing I remember about it is. Uh, Rachel Trachenberg was Harriet and Rosie O'Donnell was like the assistant or something. I do remember Rosie O'Donnell being in there and the main character wore a yellow coat. Yes. Yes. And, that was Harriet. Um, that's the extent, honestly, of what I remember. 
<laughs> that was one of those movies that was at um, the lake house. So my grandparents had a lake house growing up. Um, and so we would go down there each summer and we would spend a week or so there. Um, it was really fun. Well, they always had like the same movies for like all of the, I don't know, 15 years that we went to <laughs> this to this lake house. Um, they had the same movies. Some of them were unique. Josh would say not great. Like Napoleon. Napoleon was, not, was fantastic. It, it was okay? not. It was not fantastic. They had a bird called Birdo, and Birdo's great. Uh, <laughs> Come on. The Psalms were something else. You know? <laughs> they were great. They did what they needed to do while we were there. It's funny, I think Napoleon, also please comment if you've seen Napoleon. It's about this little retriever puppy. I I think they're in Australia. And so this little retriever puppy is at a birthday party and there's like a basket with a bunch of balloons. He hops into the basket. Somehow this thing comes unloose and he flies over. um, I think they were in Sydney, Australia and flies over into the like, I don't know, some sort of island desert place where they meet all kinds of fantastical creatures. It's really fun. I like it. Uh, Maybe that's just because I grew up with him. (laughs) They were unique movies that we had at the lake, nonetheless. Harriet was one of them. And we, we never watched it too much, but the other ones we watched like each time coming back. There was, uh, what is it? Oh, Rigoletto. That was a great movie as well. We liked that one a lot whole bunch oh we pretty much always watch star wars when we went actually that's not true not always it was like every other year we would be like all right it's time to power through star wars while we're here for a week let's go and so that was really fun so anyway yeah wow we just got off on a huge tangent. yeah it's all right it's all good what well, it's what we're here for but with the wild thorn there is for those of you who hadn't seen it it, it was a series on nickelodeon and it was um it's based around this family called the Thorn. There is again, we have Marianne, who is the videographer, the wife and mother. Um, so she's the wife of Nigel Thorn there. Oh, Nigel. Nigel oh, uh, voiced <laughs> by uh, Tim Curry, which, um, you know, I shouldn't be too surprised at. And then we had uh, Debbie, the oldest daughter, Eliza Thorn there, who's the main character. She. Uh, rescued a warthog, um, and you see this and hear about it in the intro. She rescued a warthog who had to be a shaman. We'll get into that a little bit later. And he gave her powers to be able to communicate and speak with animals. And she is actually vo- voiced by, and I didn't know this till today, she was voiced by Lacey Chabert. She, for those of you who may not know, she voiced um, this character, um, Eliza Thorndary. She also briefly voiced Meg on Family Guy. Um, she was the one of the plastics in the the uh, movie Mean Girls. Um, most of you would know Lisa Chabert from that movie. She's the one with the dark curly hair. Yes, yes. What? Not Ginger. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Well, not her, but was it, I thought it was Gretchen. Gretchen, yeah, Gretchen, yeah, 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 yes. Because, Gretchen know, was trying to make fetch happen. Yeah, and you know the the only reason I remember there is like uh, the Santa Claus comes in is like, hey, you know, Candy Grants. It's like Coco, four for you, Glen Coco. You go, Glen Coco. <laughs> um, and none for Gretchen Wieners. 
but yeah, that's that's what I remember from. But I digress. Uh, going more um, through the characters, uh, the low lives that we had, Donnie. Donnie. There you go. Great, great, great impression. That's all he does. He doesn't speak. He just. It just makes weird sounds, but it's great. I love it. Uh, last one on the right is Darwin, and he aptly named yes. Darwin because he's a very elegant and very cultured uh, chimpanzee, uh, as far as we when we hear and speak. So those are our characters. They are very much throughout the film. Eliza, of course, is the star of this movie. And so the main theme for this one that I chose is uh, family. Now, I know we did a little bit of family when we had... um, when when we've done other episodes, was it Elizabeth? Yes, Ian we, yes, yes, we did found family. Yep, with um, spy family. Correct. But this is a little bit different. Again, this is a family that you're born into biologically. I mean, but I was thinking while we were going through the characters that like Donnie oh, found yeah, yeah, them, yeah, correct, and then and then Darwin, Darwin they found uh, he he found uh, yeah. It was one of those. I don't remember, but yeah. So Darwin and Donnie. Both just came into the family, and they're just part of the family now. So you could say found right, family. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's the thing about family is there is a lot that can be said in spiritual terms. Again, family is a big theme in the Bible, and you know, honoring thy mother and thy father. Again, that's one of the commandments. Training up children um, in being the responsibility of a parents. We have Proverbs 22, 6, start children off on the way that they should go. And even when they are old, they will not um, they will not turn from it. This is in more terms of Nigel and Marianne trying to raise their daughters, you know, on the right path, on the right path. Now, again, they're kids, they get into mischief, they disobey, but trying to, ins- um, trying to instill, you know, values. So before we get to that, there is a altercation between uh, Eliza, these cheetah cubs, and poachers. And this sets the whole thing off into motion. Unfortunately, one of the cheetah cubs is captured by poachers. Eliza gets on the little rope ladder through the uh, helicopter thing, and she falls onto the combi, thankfully, as like a... Um, like an inflated bed thing. Like an inflated thing. bed thing, yeah. And the grandmother is there. It's like, oh, does she do this all the time? And... This is no place to to raise a child. Yeah, she's really, really hard about that. Yeah, so she ends up taking Eliza back to England to go to a boarding school. Correct. And Eliza gets there and she's like, I hate this. Yes. Uh, I need to be back in the wild in Africa to help Tally, the little cheetah cub that was lost. So she so she gets makes her way back in a very funny series of events. And then um, she's on her own, basically in the wild, uh, trying to get this, this cheetah cub back. And there's a really special moment though. So Nigel's parents, both his mom and dad, they come to Africa. They just like parachute out of nowhere. I don't know, where did they come from? I don't know. They're kind of crazy, <laughs> but then again, so is Nigel, so it all makes sense. But they come down and they're they're trying to to get Eliza to come back to England to finish out school. But Nigel and Marianne finally they reunite and they're all together. And Marianne is like really worried about both of her daughters who are now gone because Debbie went after 
Eliza. It's a mess, but she was expressing the like the fear of like how are they going to are they going to survive like out in the jungle on their own? And Nigel's dad, Colonel, they call him. Colonel says, "Marianne, I know they're going to be okay because they were raised by you." And um it just makes me think of that verse Josh that you read uh just a minute ago that yes. they taught their kids well. They did. Very well. And, you know, Marianne is very concerned, you know, rightfully so. And before Colonel says that, it's like, and don't say because they're born berries. (laughs) So I know because they were raised by you. And before that, before Eliza comes to, comes back from England, when Marianne is like deciding to let let her go with, you know, Mm. her grandmother to boarding school, there's a scene where um, Marianne and Nigel are going to bed and, she said, you know, when we did this, when we decided to take this adventure on, you know, we agreed not to split the family. Yeah, that's what it was such a hard decision for them. But because Eliza was not going to give up because she was their daughter, um, they were like, well, I guess we got to send her off because she's just not going to give up. And uh, they were right. Even sending her to boarding school, she was not going to give up. But yeah, follows through in what she believes. Uh, that's very commendable. Of Eliza. And I Eli- just love the Thorn Bears. They're great. <laughs> and Eliza has such a compassion and um, mm. such a loving nature towards animals. Again, she was given this power for a reason um, to help and communicate and get intel from animals. Again, sounds a little bit weird, but that's what happens. Well, I think it's to learn from them, to be with them. A sort of an idea of like, I don't know, being one with nature and understanding how the animals feel, what do they think about, being able to communicate with them is a part of that. And as we find out later, I, she was only able to to succeed with the like big plot at the end because she had communicated with the animals. To so the big plot at the end is that the poachers are okay, backing up here. If it's been a while since you've watched the movie, there's an eclipse that's coming. And uh, every eclipse that happens in that area of the world, all of the elephants come to this one particular valley when there's an eclipse. And I don't know, with each other, they they hang out, I guess, for a while. Uh, but nobody knows why they do it. And so the the poachers find out about this and they put up this electric fence and they want to try to funnel all of the, uh, the, my brain, oh my goodness, the elephants, they want to funnel all the element elephants towards this electric fence so that they will all die and be electrocuted. And so Eliza's like, "Mm -mm, this is not happening under my watch. Yeah, but before we get before we find out who these poachers are, they actually kind of like are like disguised or portray themselves as um, the uh, good guys. Yeah, the good guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rude. They are not the good guys. No, they are not. They're the bad guys. Yeah, um, (laughs) like the Billie Eilish song. (laughs) I'm the bad guy. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, you know, we're wildlife, and so you know, my wife, free, she's oh, a veterinarian. veterinarian. Sloan is the, the maybe the, maybe not yeah. I don't know that's yeah. their cover anyway exactly. and because they're 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 traveling with Eliza and keeping her you know safe and whatnot 
They make her sleep outside. Yeah. When they sleep inside. Well, like because no of, tent, no well, nothing. Well, because uh, otherwise, I don't know. she's going to see, you know, what she ultimately sees. Yeah, which is that they are the poachers. Yes. And that scene, I, I don't know, it's kind of emotional for me a little bit because Debbie, you know, goes out to find her. Oh my gosh. Yes. And- that scene. <gasps> Mention explosives? You're lying! What's he talking about? Tell me, or she goes over the edge! Just get rid of her, Sloan! Please! She doesn't know anything about this! Who told you these things? I can't tell you! Liza! Stop! Wait! I'll tell you! I know these things because I can talk to animals. Yeah, that's uh, that's the scene. So in this scene, we have, as we explained a little bit before, we had Debbie who has come to rescue Eliza, um, or at least find her. She doesn't know that she's in any danger. Eliza has just found out that uh, Rhea and Sloane are poachers. And she sees uh, Tally and he says, you know, we got to get away from here. And like, these are bad people. They realize that they're going to, the plan that Decker mentioned beforehand to like call these elephants so that they can get their tusk and, you know, make, make a profit um, out of all of it. And Liza doesn't, doesn't, doesn't take that too well, as, as you can see. But she values and loves her sister so much that she had to tell her a secret. That, uh, I mean, if I was in that situation, I, I couldn't see any other any other way to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's either talking to animals or saving your sister. I would definitely choose to save my sisters. Absolutely. Every time. That kind of brings me to another verse um, that I have, which is from First John 4.10. We love because he first loved us. And that kind of brings us all back into the whole main theme of family. Not just family, but Eliza has love for Darwin. She has love for other animals. Yeah, she stopped at nothing, yeah, nothing. to get Tally back. Yes. Well, because she made, she made a commitment to the mother that, well, hey, you know, nothing's, nothing's going to happen. You know, I'll be watching them. And then, you know, unfortunately... That, that happened with the, with the poachers. But another thing I want to kind of touch on is um, going away from family a little bit is our other theme, our spiritual theme, which is shaman and shamanism uh, and yes. nature. So for those of you who don't know what a shaman is, the uh, definition of a shaman is a person who is regarded as having access uh, to influence in the world of good and evil spirits, so kind of nature and the good and evil negative energy going around. Um, typically, what they'll do is they'll do a chant, they'll do a trance, uh, any type of ritual or practice that's like a divination. Uh, Div- divination. Yes, that one. Um <laughs> And and it's supposed to be mostly for like healing. Um, I know that we actually had a shaman shop here in Tennessee, close to where we live, right? Yeah, well, not anymore. It closed down. Yeah, but yeah. So I, I was there because I'd never seen it before. 
I'm surprised that it was, you know, where we are in Tennessee that it existed. Um, I would not be surprised, though, if there were shops like that in Colorado or Arizona or um, other places like that. It seems to be very popular in those areas. Or even um, I think when we were in Blue Ridge, Tennessee, there was quite a bit. No, Georgia, Blue Ridge, Georgia. Sorry. When we were there, there was quite a bit of that sort of same shamanism yeah uh, use of crystals yeah yeah i was about to say there was a dream catcher and crystals and yeah that all falls into yeah kind of that new age right right and on the surface it doesn't you know seem like much but people use crystals because they believe that crystals have you know healing powers against all sort of that new age stuff and shamanism is a whole other game in and of itself and dream catchers again we all had them you know maybe as kids because they're yeah, like growing fun up. little craft things but again the that's agents of that, evil <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not in saying, all seriousness, I'm not saying though. that if you have a dream catcher <laughs> that it's possessed or anything. If you have no. one, you want to keep it fine. Keep it as decoration, whatever. But just understand that if you take it seriously, you may want to kind of... Might want to stay away yeah, from that. Yeah, research it, but you may want to steer clear of it if you're using it for healing or spiritual practices. Yeah, because that can get really dangerous really quickly and go into the realm of witchcraft. You want to be really careful of of that. Um, it can you down a deep dark path really quickly. Um, oh yeah, a lot of new age practices have to do with shamanism. I think of like like a a um, Australian um, the the. The, the native Australian people that were there. Um, I don't know like the name of their, they were tribes, I think, but they would do something called a walkabout. And that kind of fits in with the whole shamanism thing. It's a figuring out your purpose, who you are. That would be a walkabout, uh, but you, you have like very little food. Shamans, from my understanding, they use a lot of herbs and right, um, right. plants and things that have hallucinations hallucinative hallucinogenesis sure yeah they make you hallucinate um <laughs> they so they um they use a lot of that kind of stuff and uh, it reminds me too actually of teal swan oh the, yeah. that documentary that, that, we watched uh, that was something else that know. was fascinating that was on hulu right yeah, there was another one. It's called like Stolen Youth, which is also that occult. Uh, there's a lot of cult ones. I need to watch them. They're really interesting. I think cults are fascinating. Teal Swan was interesting though, because she was using a lot of these like shaman, new agey rituals. One of the things that they did to like purify, clean, like to cleanse and purify was to drink or inject in some way the saliva of a toad or something this like special toad do you remember this yeah and then it would make them like vomit yes, and like hallucinate yes, yes, yes. Yeah. and go yes, through this yes, yes, yes. whole ritual thing and this is dangerous that's dangerous to and go it, and, and it, do all of that it can be yes and going that to uh, one last thing about shamanism. So Shaman Ninyamlo is who uh, is who we see in this movie. We don't see him until the very end. His character design, I don't have a picture from the series, but it's vastly different than what is in the movie. Oh, really? Um, in the series, um, I think it's a episode called Gift of the Gab is where 
I don't um, just know this stuff. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> I actually think it's because I watched it recently on Paramount Plus. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it shows the origin story, if you will, of how Eliza, you know, got her powers and everything. But how they present it is, it's like this short little stubby dude. It's not this, you know, great big guy as as uh, as they have in this uh, in this photo. But he's not seen until basically the very end, where Eliza is um, trying to save the elephants and Sloan, one of the pushers, throws her into this river, and you know, Shaman Mignon though. Holds out a stick and she grabs onto it, pulls her out of the water. And he's, she said, You know, I'm so sorry I told my secret. You know, it's like, I know you had to, you know, you had to save your sister. And it's like, You know, I, I don't, I didn't, I don't know how I could let save them. It's like, You saved all those animals with, you know, without your power. You're destined for an even greater purpose in you than I've seen. So that's why I'm going to give you back your powers. Yeah. Um, so and somehow, how often we, yeah, we believe that we are only what we can do, right? And we can so, do so much correct. more. Like our, like our certain abilities, like our talents or whatever. What if all those were stripped away? Um, like Eliza's power was taken from her because, like, she broke the rules. Um, you know, if you have strength, what if you lost that strength? Or if you're a runner and unfortunately through some event you lost your legs. Um, so redefining your purpose and also redefining your self-worth. Again, self-worth, self-worth comes from God, not from your job, your abilities, your God alone. Um, again, he gives you talents and abilities, and he wants you to use them to bring people to his kingdom. Have you struggled with this, Josh? Ah, uh, yes, yes, I have. Um, anybody who knows me well will tell you that um, I pride myself in a job well done. And many times when I make a mistake or I do the shoulda, coulda, wouldas all day, um, which is not productive, believe me. <laughs> but I have put myself forth often in my job and my ability to do my job well, trying to get better at that, trying to speak, speak with wise counsel and uh, some guy friends about that, um, just to, you know, help hone that in so that I'm not, you know, always putting my self-worth or my identity in my job, which is so easy to do. Particularly as a guy. Yeah. Um, because, and I don't even fully understand it, I but mean, I do because, know that's easy. I mean, we're meant to be the providers, and, you know, if we don't have a job, you know, then well, what am I? Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I've struggled with it. I'm trying to get better, but, you know, work in progress. But going further into the Wild Thorn there is, I just love, it's an oldie but a goodie, and you can tell the animation is, you know, what it was for the time. <laughs> it's uh, still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a style. Definitely the like Nickelodeon style, but but yeah, it was good. Yeah, absolutely. So with this being kind of like the next to last episode of this month of February, um, we know Valentine's Day um, was this past Tuesday, 
And the, uh, Dyke and I, we actually um, celebrated Valentine's a little bit early. Um, Dyke, what did uh, I know what we did? I don't want you to tell our viewers what we did. <laughs> I was about to say, I hope you remember what we uh, did. But before before we get to that, we would definitely recommend uh, Wild Thorn Theories. Only an hour and 25 minutes, so not even an hour and a half. Um, it's such have, a f- good feel-good movie. Yes, yes, like definitely a, a good feel-good. Um, it's on HBO Max. I think it's also on Paramount Plus because they have all the Nickelodeon Viacom networks. You could probably buy or rent it on Prime Video or even um, Apple. But certainly a feel-good movie. Take a movie night. If you have young children or your big kids like us, <laughs> then do that. But going back to Valentine's, since we're going to go with the verse, you know, we love, since he loved us first, you know, the verse in uh, First John, they can tell people what we did for Valentine's. It was very low-key, by the way. It was. It was very low-key. Um, so I actually went to Aldi. They've got a great selection of different sort of fancy cheeses and meats and things. And I ended up making um, two different charcuterie boards. I made sort of a dessert charcuterie board. Got some chocolate hummus, which if you've never had chocolate hummus, it's actually really good. Um, you can feel a little bit healthier about yourself because, um, <laughs> you you know, it's got a little bit of chickpeas in there. So that's good. A little bit of protein. So we had that with some pineapples and I had some little like um, crackers with chocolate and oh my God, they were really good. And then of course we did the like cheese and baked brie and oh my gosh, if you, okay, if you guys haven't had goat cheese, that's been like, that's wrapped in the, um, was it like blueberry um, stuff? It's so good. So, so good. So anyway, I got a bunch of stuff for charcuterie boards and a couple bottles of wine and we only had like one bottle of wine between the two of us, just so you know. And all these wine, the like cheap wine. Yeah, the the winking owl. The winking owl. <laughs> it's like less of a percentage of alcohol anyway. But um, but yeah, so we just we munched on that um all night and hung out. We watched a movie and just spent some really good quality time together. So we, we danced in the kitchen too. We did. Yes, we did dance in the kitchen. I forgot about that. <laughs> it was really fun. It was a lot of fun. Just a good quality time and just spend it with you, which I always enjoy. <laughs> um, those good food. Um, yeah, the chocolate hummus. Didn't know that I would like it, but I actually enjoyed it. So I was very surprised. Yeah, it was definitely surprising. But I was like, you know what? When are we ever going to try this? Like, we should try this now. So. I'm glad side we did. note, Aldi for the win. We've been shopping there recently, and we have definitely, definitely recommend it. They got great prices, and I'm sorry to hear the dog in the background. Um, I think know. Ginger's thirsty. Yeah, so this. <laughs> I pro- guess it's time to wrap up. Probably time to wrap <laughs> up here. Well, we thank all of you for you know joining us this week and every week if you are a subscriber. Well, we've got to get our talks in water. We hope you have had a great week. Hope they have, have had a wonderful Valentine's Day for those of you who celebrated. Until next time, keep those halos shiny and uh, stay holy, my friends. And word uh, from Ginger, stay hydrated. So uh, <laughs> see you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Analuya podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also see more on our website at analuya.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>